Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I remember it as a teenager. I'd be in church and maybe a rally or something and you go out. And right after you go out, man, you're so high and whatever, and then something comes through your mind, you see something or do something or say something, you go, how can that be? I just came out of church. You all know what I'm talking about now. It's not just when you're a teenager. Sometimes it happens in this parking lot right here before you get out. That wasn't a word of knowledge, that was just common sense, all right. As a follower of Christ, one of the most frustrating areas of life is the realm of our thoughts. The struggle to think the right things and not think the wrong ones is a battle that's truly lifelong. Despite what the Bible has to say about the importance of taking charge of your thought life, there seems to be an endless cycle of success and failure. Pastor Mark will be teaching today about this critical area. You'll learn what the scriptures have to say about your thinking. You'll find out about the sources of the thoughts that fly through your head and how best to sort them out and deal with them. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Numbers, chapter 27, as he continues his message, I Am the Door. Now, Christianity is unique because God is an individual personal in relationship with every single sheep. What does that mean? Jesus knows you and you know the shepherd. He knows each individual sheep by name. I want you to think about it. There's no religion in the world that knows that. It's impossible. Now, you know You don't know anybody's name other than a few people in this place. He said, Pastor Mark, I know them all. Really? I don't think so. So I want you to think about this verse. This is huge for us. One of the things we talk about a lot is the difference between religion and having a personal relationship with the Lord. That's just not a term. That's a lifestyle. There's a song we sing quite often at the end. He knows Your name. Do you know he knows your name? And one of the questions I'm going to give you up front is this. I want you to think about it. When the shepherd calls you, do you recognize his voice? When the shepherd calls you, do you recognize his voice? We'll talk about that. Look at Isaiah 43. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by, say it with me, by name. Say this together. You are mine. 
Now, in our world today, more than 7 billion people. Some of us hard to have time to write 7 billion. He knows the name of everyone he's created. Not only that, you know, he knows the stars. And I'm sure there's more than 7 billion of those by name. He said, what kind of a God is it? Ha, God. He's the great I am. That's what makes him very different from you or from me or from any God. Remember, God said, there's no one like me. So when you begin thinking, this is a great illustration of what's taking place. So Isaiah, I mean, I've been talking about the difference between God and idols. An idol doesn't know anybody's name because an idol isn't personal. God knows your name. So the first thing I want you to write is this. And when you finish writing it, those of you that are taking notes, I want to hear different amens all around here when you finish writing. So here we go. Jesus personally knows every one of his sheep. He knows you. I'm just going to wait till you finish writing it. And then different people all the way through, you just say, amen, 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 amen. Let's hear it. Amen. Isn't that great? He knows you. He knows your name. Do you know that sometimes we have a hard time understanding that, but you don't want to doubt it. Now, his voice. I want, to, want you to see this sequence, his voice. The shepherd calls them. The shepherd calls them. Second thing we see in the scripture is they know his voice. Notice the verse does not say they might or they possibly can know his voice. It says his sheep know his voice. They recognize that's the shepherd. Now, you know this by heart, but let me just remind you, because some of you are going to say, you wouldn't say it publicly, but you might be very new in this, and you might say, really? Yeah, the way we know his voice is how? By spending time with him. We know that's God speaking to us, just like you know anybody else's voice. John 10.4, look at it next, you're right there. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and his sheep follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. Now stop and think. <clears throat> if you wouldn't know the shepherd's voice, you wouldn't know to follow him, where are you going to end up? In trouble. How important to know his voice. So the next thing you want to write is simply this. The shepherd leads. He doesn't drive. He leads them out. I think that's huge for us. The shepherd never is a driver. He wants people that willingly follow. Sometimes we get confused with that. I say, well, God, if you'd like made it a little more clear, I would have followed you. No, he leads us out. Now, once in a while, he will take us to the woodshed a little bit, won't he? Anybody ever been tweaked a little bit by God? Anybody been hit by a two by four by God? Yeah, sometimes we need it, don't we? But in general, what is he doing? 
He's leading and we're doing what? We're following. So when he calls them, they know his voice and he leads them out. He doesn't drive them out. He leads them down the right path. He leads with a voice, a voice of comfort, a voice of wisdom, a voice of friendship, and sometimes a voice of, come on, you've heard it. I've heard it. Come on, let's get serious. Let's go. Let's go. And notice the next one. They follow. Now think of what I just read. The shepherd calls them. They know his voice. The shepherd leads them out. And they follow. That's pretty much it. That's life. That's the life of a Christian. Simply, God calls us. We know his voice. He leads us. He doesn't drive us. We follow. And those benefits are only discovered by one thing, obeying. As we follow, as we obey, then the benefits of God come out to us. Now look at John 10, 5. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him. Because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Verse 6, Jesus uses figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. We're alerted to a common problem in verse 5. I wish I could say to you, when we do the 101 class for the new believers, and when people come to Christ, I wish I could say to them, you know, you came to Christ because you heard his voice. He spoke to you. Probably the first time you maybe ever heard his voice. And you knew you had to come. Very often I have people say that to me at the end of a service. Well, while you were speaking, God spoke to me and I needed to come. Well, obviously. I wish I could say to them, that's the only voice you'll ever hear. But how many of you know tonight there's lots of voices in the world? I want to cover three. I'd ask you to write them down. There are three voices in general that call out to us. And every one of us have heard these voices. The voice of Satan. The voice of self. And by self, I mean our old sin nature. And the voice of God. Look down to John 10.10. The thief, Satan comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. So what does Satan want to do? He wants to confuse us. He wants us to think that he is telling us truth, but Satan cannot because John 8 tells us that Satan is nothing but a liar. Very often people will come in and talk with me or at the altar or at the end of the service And they'll feel condemned. And when I begin to talk to them, it's this general overall condemnation. There's a big difference. Romans 8, 1 says there is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. So I know when God is speaking to me, he isn't giving me, well, you didn't pray enough. You didn't give enough. You didn't study enough. You weren't kind enough. That's like general forever. But when he says to me, you know, the word or the look or the glance you just did there yesterday at this particular time, okay. That's conviction. Don't fall for Satan, because he will always tell you it's not enough, and you'll never have any peace. So 
He loves to not only condemn us, but he loves to attack the word and contradict the word of God. He comes through us through what door? The door of our mind. That's where the battle is. And that mind is the battlefield of life. Remember Eve heard the voice of Satan. She had already heard through Adam the voice of God. Don't go there. But she heard the voice of Satan and his lies. She ignored the voice of God. And she listened to the voice of Satan. I won't ask you to raise your hand, but we've all done that. Every single one of us said, no, this wasn't the right thing to do. And we did it anyway. Who were we listening to? The wrong voice. So that spiritual battle continues. Remember one time, Jesus said to Peter at Caesarea Philippi, who do men say I am? And remember, Peter got it right. You're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. Jesus said, fantastic, Pete. Good job. Then Jesus said to him, I'm going to the cross. Next thing Peter said is, no, you're not. And what did Jesus say to him? Get behind me who? You know it well. So whose voice had he just listened to? But a minute before, whose voice had he listened to? He said, I don't understand that. Oh, yes, you do. (laughs) How many understand that? Come on. So do I. I remember it as a teenager. I'd be in church and maybe a rally or something and you go out. And right after you go out, man, you're so high and whatever. And then something comes through your mind. You see something or do something or say something. You go, how can that be? I just came out of church. You all know what I'm talking about now. It's not just when you're a teenager. Sometimes it happens in this parking lot right here before you get out. (laughs) That wasn't a word of knowledge. That was just common sense. All right. So there's the voice of Satan, but the one that's troubling to us, which is really influenced by Satan, our old sin nature is the voice of self. Look at Isaiah 53, 6. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. Paul tells us in Roman a truth. As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There's no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They all together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. So the Bible reminds us, if we are not following the shepherd, we will either listen to Satan or our self, and we will go down the wrong path. And when we do that, we simply go up our own way. And in the end result of all of that is a lost sheep that ends up in disaster. That's why we need a shepherd. And the scripture says, you will hear behind you a voice saying, turn to the right or turn to the left. That's what you and I need to understand. Now, your old sin nature, mine as well, can rise up at any time. It shocks us. The reason is, what kind of a world do we live in? Smell, and touch, and hear, and see. We live in these five senses. It's all around us. And the result often is we listen to our own reasoning. Well, this seems right. This seems great. Or, and by the way, that's why we read this verse in Proverbs. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He's the shepherd and follow him. So we go to our own reasoning, we go to our five senses, but here's another big one. Many times we respond to our emotions. 
He said, well, Pastor Mark, you're just talking about the ladies. <laughs> Not really. All of us have emotions. If I say this word, think about how you reacted. When you got hurt, how did you respond? Initially, how did you respond? Out of my emotion. Man or woman, doesn't matter. When you got angry, how did you respond? Out of your emotion. Ever done an email and clicked it and sent it back to somebody and went, Come on. Uh, How do I get it? Can I get it back? Is there a way to get it back? How many know it's better to wait a whole day, pray, and then send the response? How'd you learn that? Click. I've learned it the same way. Oh, man. You've done the same thing, haven't you? As a manager, I remember as a young kid, when I was in pharmacy, I remember, I'd, you know, come on, get it right. And pretty soon I'm like, that's stupid. Because... I'm not thinking it true. I'm operating out of emotion. Let me cool it. Think about it. Ask God to help me. Come back tomorrow. Good thing for marriages as well. Because we get in trouble. So that voice of self happens in so many ways. But now we have the third way. And that's the voice of God. What does the voice of God sound like to you? Do you know many people? The voice of God does sound condemning and angry. That's not our God. He's a God of gentleness and faithfulness. The Bible even says he knows we're what? Clay. Dirt. He knows we fail. That's why we have grace. Don't think of your God who's angry at you. He loves you. He did everything for you. And so when we hear this voice of God. There's lots of ways. I'm not going into all that, but I want you to turn just to two areas and let's think about the voice of God. John 14, if you will, you're close by. John 14, go down to verse 26. What is the voice of God? How does it work? Let me just preface it by saying this before we read these verses. Remember when you got saved, the Holy Spirit came in you. He's the third person of the Trinity. Now, do you think God has to shout at us to get our attention? In fact, very often we hear exactly the opposite in the scripture. Remember Elijah? How did God speak to him? In a still, small voice. Now, why is it? Well, it's spirit, but number two, where is he? How far is he? Hello? We don't need a big hearing aid. He's right here. And he speaks to us. So look at what the Holy Spirit has promised to do in our life. 1426. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So that's the voice of God. He's going to speak to us. Scoot over to chapter 16. This Counselor is going to be our teacher. He's speaking to you tonight. He's speaking to me as the pastors here study. Myself and Pastor Dave. As we study, who speaks to us? Well, sometimes a commentator for sure. But who really speaks to us? The Spirit speaks to us. That's how we organize these things. Because God is speaking to us. Look at John 16, 13. But when he, the Spirit of truth, which is exactly the opposite of the Spirit of lies, who is Satan... Comes, he will guide you. Notice it does not say, 
He will drive you into all truth. What's wrong with you? Can't you ever learn? He will guide you. He's a gentleman into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So you have a teacher. I have a teacher. I have a guide. I can know the will of God. Among all those voices that clamor for our intention, nothing is more comforting than hearing the shepherd's voice. When I'm studying, and I know I have his heart, my study's over. Because I now know what he wants me to say. But there's so much clamor in all of our lives, isn't there? So much stuff. But when we finally get quiet, and sometimes it can be in the middle of an activity. You remember Philip comes to mind. Philip's in a great revival. Here's the spirit in the middle of the revival. People getting saved. Demons coming up. Here's the spirit say, head to the desert. How in the world would he do that? Because he knew the spirit's voice. He goes to the desert. Now it's quiet. Next thing he hears is what? There's an old camel train going right over here. Just hop on board. Go talk to that guy. How did he do that? He knew the voice of the shepherd. See, you can only do that by spending time with the shepherd. So in spite of all of these noise or lack of noise, God speaks to us. Now, here's what you have to remember. Yes, he speaks through dreams. Yes, he speaks through people. Yes, he speaks through circumstances. Yes, he speaks through open and closed doors. That's a little complicated. But where does he speak to us most from? Right here. You don't need to write it. This is just to remind you. You say, well, Pastor Mark, why do you study the Bible? Because God speaks to us mostly through the Word of God. Now, let me remind you of one thing. The voice of God and the Word of God are inseparable. You will never hear God say to you to do something that the Word doesn't tell you to do. It's the same God. It's the same Word. God's will never contradicts His written word. Now, back to John 10, 7. Therefore, Jesus said again, now he's going to change to the second kind of sheep pen. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. Here we're introduced to that second kind of sheep pen. This would be the kind that you and I are most familiar with. The one that's out in the countryside where the shepherds in the good weather would keep the sheep out in the field during the night. Today, Pastor Mark spent some time teaching about the difference between Christianity and all other religions. You found out that the Christian God is interested in having a personal one-on-one relationship with every Christ follower. You learned how this is different than all other religions, where you're expected to do something to earn your way to God. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. 
feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will be wrapping up his teaching, I Am The Door. You'll hear about the difference between human understanding and God's understanding. You'll learn about the importance of using God's wisdom to respond to situations and people rather than just doing what you want. You'll be told again about God's loving nature and how he doesn't want to condemn you but bless you and give you life. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, The Great I Am's. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a herd